Welcome to the LTC University Podcast, empowering and educating across the great state of South Welcome Carolina. Welcome to the LTC Here University Podcast. My name is Jamie Preston, and today we have Casey Cleary. She's the coding specialist for SC House Calls and also the education advocate for the providers that they have there at their practice. Casey, welcome to the show. Thank you. So 2021, there's been a lot of changes with Medicare, um, and it's kind of really changed um, significantly the way that providers have to bill, the way they have to um, do their visits um, with patients. Um, And that's what we're going to talk about today. And we have Casey here. She's going to really kind of get us into the nuts and bolts of that and the details of what's changing, why it's changing, and and how you have to change the way you work and the way you uh, um, provide care. Um, And Casey, Give us kind of a big overview of what changed, and then let's dive into the kind of the nuts and bolts. Sure. Uh, So there were, so Medicare actually does annual updates. Uh, This isn't anything new. It comes out every year. But for 2021, uh, it was a big change just due to the pandemic. So everything's kind of changed more drastic, I guess you could say. Right. Uh, So the telehealth and the clinics, our doctor's office, they have gone for higher reimbursements. And everything else kind of just dropped a little bit. Um, Mm. I think the hospitals got hit the hardest. But... Uh, everything else was deducted at least a couple dollars, but every except for the telehealth and the uh, clinics, and they've gone up drastically, actually. Wow. Uh, they're, which is good for the thinking behind it because they want to see more patients. Uh, at a shorter time frame, but the more you see the patients, um, the thinking is they'll stay healthy and it'll keep them out of the hospital. So that's what they're trying to aim for with all these changes. Yeah. And staying out of the hospital is a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. You can think about it from your, for your loved ones. You wouldn't want them to end up there. And there's so many right there right now for, do this pandemic and it's just kind of overwhelming. So yeah. 2021, that's, that's the adjustment that they wanted to make. Sure. And I hear it over and over again. I hear so many stories every single week of patients who maybe they didn't take their medication correctly, or they didn't have, you know, a, a pharmacy consult and they weren't doing things the way they were supposed to do. Um, mm-hmm. And I've heard, I just heard it today, it was a patient that spent, they were, they went to the hospital three times in 90 days. Um, and that's expensive. It's expensive for Medicare. It's expensive for the patient. And that can be really stopped by seeing those patients more often in shorter increments, I think, um, so that they can really digest what that is. So Casey, let's get into the nuts and bolts now and kind of really kind of guide us through these changes and what needs to be made by these providers. Sure. So not only are they trying to, but we're trying to keep up with the ever-changing rates of Medicare, we're also going to try to give our patients the best care. And that's where the thinking behind all of this comes in. And Will and Brooke actually created a spreadsheet that uh, highlights what we should be aiming for. And it's highlighted by each department and what we're going to strive for. But what it does is it breaks it down by 
uh, services. So we start off with our telehealth audio, which has actually gone up the most. Mm. Yeah. So that can be the audio codes, which is just a telephone call, you know, reaching out to make sure that your patient's doing okay. If they're on a medication, uh, if, you want to see how their antibiotics are going, if you have abnormal labs, if you need to speak to a caregiver. So we're trying to just have a shorter amount of, of visits, but more often. And so the audio codes are definitely something that providers can do. I mean, it's a five-minute phone call. Uh, so they are time-based codes. And it's 5 to 10, and then 10 to 20, and then 21 to 30. And I don't think that's, I mean, thinking coming back from 2020, I mean, there were providers that would spend 70 minutes with a patient face-to-face in the home. So, I mean, you could do a ton of these a day, and I think it's extremely beneficial. But when you look at the uh, Excel sheet, you actually have it broken down to what we would strive for, which is going to be optimizing your time with each patient and what's going to be billed or uh, what's going to get you the highest billing. But it's not just focusing on the highest billing. It's optimizing your time and giving the best patient care that you can. And they went ahead and did all of your CPT codes and you start with your audio only, which are 99441, 2, and 3, and those are going to get your highest. I mean, the more that you do, the more that you're you're going to give patients care, but you're also going to get higher billing. Then sure. you have your, your audio codes and then your ACPs. And your ACPs only went down, I believe, $9? At, no, it was $98 last year. It's $81 this year, so it's still... Uh, it's still something beneficial that we need to do, not only for the patients, but for um, money-wise as well. So sure. if you do your audio codes plus your ACP, that's something we can strive for. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we can go down to our new patients, and these are the home settings. Of course, the higher complexity codes, that's what you're trying to aim for. And then your com- your um, higher complexity plus your ACPs, which you would do for a new patient anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you go down to your established patients. Any of the home visits are acceptable. Uh, and, of course, your ACPs. So really we're just trying to do, like I said, more visits and shorter time frames and the ones that we are staying away from and you can see on the excel sheet when you pull it up is going to be your non-face-to-faces and your prolongs Mm -hmm. uh they took the biggest hit um and again it's it's just taking too long with the patient and the prolonged services actually are just about 30 dollars now and that's too much, too much time with the patient is what they're saying. So right. we're not going to try to aim for a prolong. Now, if you do have to spend that much time with the patient, if if it's it's kind of the judgment call for the provider at that time, if mm-hmm. they it's just too much going on, of course you're going to spend that time with them. And then we're going to give you the colon, the prolong code. Of course we're going to bill for it if you perform the service. Sure. But we're just not going to do as many. Mm-hmm. The same with the non face to faces. Like if you find that uh, they. They just got out of the hospital. It's a new patient. It's COVID positive. Of course, you're going to want to review those records. And I know it's going to take you at least 31 minutes. So, of course, we're going to do your non-face-to-faces. But it's not going to be like it was with every patient. Um, There's no need to do that. So that's what this is 
actually showing to optimize your billing and your time. Yeah. And when we go over to our coding sheet that I have created, it actually has all of your reimbursement rates and your CPT codes along with your time. And you can use that as a reference. It's in Teams. But for our telehealth is something that I really want to go over and what the requirements are for these um, services that we're reaching for. Mm -hmm. So telehealth, we're going to try to do it. And we're going to reference our stay in your lane Excel sheet, your documentation requirements, and the differences between your audio and your video video audio codes. So when you bill for a telehealth visit, whether it's audio only, just a telephone call, or if mm -hmm. you're using video, the only thing that is required to bill is going to be the last section of your encounter, which is the AMP section and your diagnosis. This is your medical decision-making portion. The only thing that's required to bill is your medical decision-making portion or time. That's the only thing. You don't have to have your history, you don't have to have your ROS, and you don't have to have your physical exam. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying leave those sections blank because <laughs> if you can get it, that would be awesome. Um, and Natalie actually built into the encounter in the HPI, it says exactly what's needed for your documentation. So it has your um, consent by the patient saying that they are aware that this is going to be a cost sharing they're aware of that then it has it list what kind of platform you're using if it's an audio so it would just be phone if it's video what is it is it uh athena is it doxy me is it um facebook right <laughs> i've even seen instagram <laughs> yeah you're gonna list that in there and then that's the HPI portion. That's all you really need. Uh, if you do see them, you can add some quick little details about your exam portion. But the only thing you need to do is under your AMP, you would write what you've discussed. And then under each diagnosis, you would put um, exactly what you reviewed with your patient. Sure. And we do require time, start and stop time, and the total time for those encounters. Yeah. So would you say that um, Medicare has just they've seen uh, an advance once people started doing telehealth last year and they were able to, you know, bill for it? They I think they probably have seen just an increase in, in health care and people being able to be seen. And I think these audio only calls, I think that's really amazing because it reaches so many more people that don't have the capabilities to video chat. It does, yeah, and I and that's the thinking behind it, and especially with COVID, you know, mm -hmm. with just spreading like crazy right now. That's that's what they're aiming for. So when we do our audio calls, like for when we do have a COVID positive patient, mm -hmm. they're gonna get they're gonna be seen every single day that week that they come out of the hospital. Right. So. This is extremely beneficial, and you can do it with just your cell phone. So, and everybody knows how to work a cell phone. <laughs> everybody does. If you, yeah, and and it even I think of those people in those rural areas that maybe they don't have a phone, but they have a neighbor that has a phone, or, or you know, I think there's so many more ways that people can be, you know, seen, you know, via telehealth. I think this opens up the door, and I think we're going to see an increase in healthcare. For sure. 
Oh, yeah. And for your billing purposes, I did want to review when we go over our documentation for all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, the coders are actually going to differentiate between the two if it should be an audio-only uh, code, CPT code, or if it should be the uh, code for complexity, your regular E&M code. Right. So as long as you have your documentation in here, then the coder can and see the entire reimbursement rate. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the code that we use. So as long as you put all of the documentation in there and what you've uh, discussed with the patient and how we're helping them, then we will see if you can get a higher bill off complexity or the, that's why we uh, ask for the time in there as well. Sure. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, what are uh, what are some of the next things that providers need to know? Uh, let's see. So your dishes, <laughs> these are our hot topics for sure. Um, <laughs> so your, your non face to faces, I actually want to start with this one. Your non face to faces are time sensitive codes and they require at least 31 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're kind of moving away from them as of right now, because when we're trying to do shorter visits and it's a standalone code and that means you have to have 31 minutes additional to the actual visit, Mm -hmm. it takes up a lot of the provider's time. So we're not saying don't review notes (laughs) because you do need to review the outside medical records and you have to see, you know, if the labs are good and you have to take care of your patients and that's something that's required to do so. But the way to get around that would be, if you actually review the outside records or the internal labs with the patient. Mm, there you go. So if you do it, um, yeah. So if you're going to do a telehealth encounter, then while you're on the phone with them, then you would actually discuss what you were reviewing. So, oh, I see you had uh, surgery um, two weeks ago. How is that going? It's I see it's from Dr. Jenkins uh, from St. Roper on this date. And you can review whatever you need to review, especially if it's new patient or a new patient to you, the provider. Um, and you review and that way you don't have to meet the 31 minute requirement as sure. well. So you could do just a five minute or a 10 minute and all you would do is add what you've reviewed to your encounter and the documentation. And then you would add that to the total time of the encounter that seems like it would so be better for the patient for anyways yeah right yeah for sure no that's great I, I like that better than just doing a regular non-face-to-face um that way you can actually have a discussion with the patient and uh get some feedback uh and if you still think they require non-face-to-face if you need to spend more time on that Mm-hmm. You can do a non-face-to-face, but we're just asking that it would be on your downtime or before on a separate encounter. Yeah. So you would create a, its own standalone encounter and then perform a non-face-to-face. Sure. That's great. Yep. And <laughs> since we've gotten so many um, emails with the non-face-to-face questions for our documentation, I would like to review what's required for that. Sure. For our, there are two different types of non-face-to-faces. There's the non-face-to-face, the outside medical review, 
and then your non-face-to-face -face plan of care management. And that's going to be your internal notes. So it would be your sister NPs or anybody who works for South Carolina House Calls. So when we do decide we're going to do a non-face-to-face, like, uh, for example, uh, I'm on at 7, but I don't see a patient until 8. I can do a non-face-to-face -face on a patient because it's better to do something than nothing. So sure. we're going to review records. We're going to do the outside record review or a internal plan of care management. So in your HPI, you would put exactly what was needed. So you would put plan of care management, and you would list the components of the resources for the POC that were researched to support. Or if you were doing your outside rec medical record review, you would reference what records were reviewed. Then you're going to skip down your ROS and your exam. Of course, you're not going to do any of those. But you're going to do your AMP section, mm -hmm. and you're going to list appropriate diagnoses addressed and include their changes related to those diagnoses. And then under the discussion notes, that's when you would there's a template that automatically pops up. You would add your start and stop time for at least 31 minutes, and you would link it to a face-to-face -face visit when you would want to review this information. Mm -hmm. And I've seen a couple where um, it's just one sentence trying to explain what they've reviewed for 31 minutes or um, if it's just kind of like a copy and paste blanket statement, we can't accept those. It actually has to be a meaty uh, explanation of what you've reviewed and why you've reviewed it and how you're going to work it into the treatment plan of our patients. Sure. And then for your rule of thumb for billing, uh, it's going to be seven days linked to a face-to-face -face visit for your plan of care and then a 30-day for your outside medical record. And right. that's what a non-face-to-face -face would look like. Great. That's awesome. But we are requesting that it's on a separate encounter. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think moving forward, the, the less of the non-face-to-faces, and that way you can just review when you're actually face-to-face -face in the patient's home or if you're doing a telehealth over the phone, I think it's extremely beneficial. Absolutely. I, I mean, I would love that with my provider, you know, just over the phone. That would just make a lot of sense. Um, I mean, anytime I've been to the doctor in the past, they have not gone over anything with me. <laughs> and, and usually whatever they did go over, I, it was like drinking from a fire hose. And, and I, uh, yeah, you just, you don't remember it all. So this would be much better. Right. Mm-hmm. But the, um, that was for the non-face-to-faces, and there are ways to get around it. And I know it's going to be change, changing and getting used to all these changes, and, and nobody likes change. But I think it's, it's actually going to work out better for our patients and mm -hmm. for our pockets, really. And the next service would be our ACPs. And these right. haven't gone down quite as much, and, and they are really great for our patients because it's it's asking what their wishes are and everybody should be heard on that and uh, I think that now that these are actually um, Medicare is going to pay and the rest of the insurances are falling suit that they're going to pay almost what it was last year that we're still going to always do our ACPs now when I say always there are stipulations to that so I get the question all the time how often can you bill for an ACP 
there are no limits to the number of times that you can bill up for an ACP, but, big but, it has <laughs> to be medically warranted. Right. That means that it has to, ha that you have to see a, a life change or a medical change in your patient to do that. Mm. So some some great ref some great examples that I give are the changes in clinical status, some uncertainty in prognosis, significant distress in decision making, uh, changes in goals, level of care, or treatment preferences, and always, 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 you should have at least one your annual preventative exam because that is a hundred percent covered, and uh, it's it, you have to do it at least once a year, and. Those are what I always tell the providers. Those are great examples when you can do an ACP. But as long as you document exactly what the changes were, then we can go ahead and bill for it. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's great. Yeah, because I think ACPs are so important. Um, everybody needs it, you know, young or old. Um, if you're, I've always heard if you're 18 or older, you need to have one. Um, now, obviously, when, you know, a patient goes from just being a regular patient, maybe into palliative care, they need it even more and it needs to be updated, you know, on a mm -hmm. you know, more frequent basis than somebody who's 25. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And it always, it always is. It's based on the individual, you know, right. what the patient's needs are. But as long as you can see that there's a drastic change in their medical necessity or, or even in their life, like their mom just passed. I mean, there, you always had, you can always ask too, mm -hmm. if you're uncertain, you can, you can ask the patient and you can ask me and I will let you know if it's warranted or not, but there are certain regulations for that. <laughs> <laughs> so an ACP is actually a time-sensitive code, just like your non-face-to-faces, but unlike your non-face-to-faces of 31 minutes, it's only a 16-minute. And you would have to have a start and stop time that does not overlap the actual visit time or any other uh, time on the encounter. And you can actually have uh, a face-to-face, -face, but they've waived that, so you can actually do it via telehealth. Okay. So you can do your annual you can do an you can actually do an annual via telephone, not even with a video. You can do an annual now over just the phone, and you can do your ACP, and uh, it, so it doesn't have to be face to face anymore. You can do that with the patient or the family member or the surrogate, and right. that way you can make sure that the patient's getting the best care, and you can sleep easy knowing that their wishes are made known and heard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just, I just heard a story. We actually had a story on our podcast last week from Kim Kenimer, who they, they kind of learned the hard way. Their parents, you know, had COVID and her mother's in the hospital. Her dad had to go to the hospital as well. Um, and they didn't have anything and they had to do that while they were in the hospital. And it's just so important for people to have these before anything serious happens. Oh yeah. And that's, that's where I'm um, near and dear to my heart and I know it is to her. So, I mean, think about if it, if it was, if it was your mom or, mm -hmm. or your loved one, you would definitely want to have that. And even for yourself. Yeah. And I think the providers are now that they know, you know, the, 
don't do them every time, but make sure it's medically warranted. I think when right. they actually do see it change, mm-hmm. they're going to be like, oh my goodness, we need an ACP. Let's do it. And the importance of it. Yeah, absolutely. Good deal. What's what's next on the list? So, uh, let's see. That or the main topics that I wanted to speak about for today. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I did want to actually tell you where you can locate all of these. I know you're going to put a link on there, Mm -hmm. but if you actually go to the Microsoft Teams and you go to South Carolina House Calls PDQ and under the General tab, if you just click on Files, you can find every reference that you would ever need. (laughs) And anything for your non-face-to-faces, any updates on how to bill those, your ACPs, your updated Medicare rates, your updated codes. Uh, There's a thing, changes for 2021 that go deeper just for the clinics uh, and especially our telehealth. And each one of those references have it has its own folders and you would just open the folders and it, it lays out, it has uh, screenshots, it has Excel sheets, it has great examples. And uh, if you definitely want to check that out and dive into um, that research, it's, it's great to read and to know why we're doing what we're doing. Sure. And of course, reach out to me as well if anything is needed. But those are our huge changes. So what we're going to aim for is to care of our patients by shorter visits, by more visits, and especially mm-hmm. checking up on their or telehealth is huge right now. And just clarify one last time. <laughs> A- ACPs do it if there's a life change or a medical change and you're not for you face-to-face or on the phone. And as long as you document and put your time in there, you're going to get credit for it, I promise. Sure. And then if you have to do a non-face-to-face, do it on your downtime, do it on your day off if, if you're that if you're that good. I mean, props to you, man. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, but I think I love, yeah, I love the idea of doing it with the patient, you know, over the phone or or in person. I just think that's just the way to do it, period. I think so, too. And it actually, you know, with the dialogue being open like that, you know, the patient might recall something as well, Mm -hmm. which will, you know, help gather information and treat them better. So I think all around it's, it's been good changes. Yeah, absolutely. Casey, thank you so much for all this information. I hope this helps our providers out there and, and they they can um, continue to give the best care possible. And I think this is, honestly, I think COVID, you know, with last year, with 2020 into 2021, I think this has propelled us 10 years into the future with telehealth and kind of how we're utilizing that now. And I think it's going to provide better care in the future. Yes, and uh, we'll we'll keep a close eye on it because you know with you know new people in power and new rules and regulations, it's forever changing, and mm-hmm. and the pandemic, and whenever we get updates, we'll be sure to make sure that the information is accurate and Absolutely. we're following it for correctly and letting everybody know. Sure thing. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. 
Of course, thank you. Just a couple of announcements. Every single month, on the first Monday of the month, we have an event called the Community Leadership Assembly. You are invited, especially if you're an assisted living administrator or skilled facility administrator and a social worker. You can earn up to three CEU credits at this event. You'll hear from a couple different speakers, and we're going to provide lunch for only $10. You don't want to miss it, so make sure you come to 1626 on Main in Columbia, South Carolina. You won't regret it. Also, if you'd be so kind to write a review for the LTC University podcast, give us a five-star rating. We would really appreciate it. We'd love for you to check us out on social media. You can go find us at LTC University on Facebook. We appreciate you. Thanks for listening. Let's continue to learn together. Have a great day.